those of you that are listening to us by radio or viewing us on the internet or on your television set, to the service that is already in progress at the Abundant Life Seventh-day Adventist Church. We are located at 1720 J Street. I pray that as you have been listening from week to week that you have been enjoying our services as much as we have. I pray that that's been the case because God has been blessing here at the Abundant Life SDA Church. We welcome you to come and to visit with us in person at any time that you would like to. If you'd like more information about the church, you can call us at 702-647-2627. Again, that number is 702-647-2627. And if you listen to us by radio and would like to see us on the internet, you can find us at www.abundantlifelv. Again, www.abundantlifelv.org and you can find our services there. Today we have a very special treat for you. Today we have our annual celebration of Advent, and you will be featured today, are, are blessed today, to be treated to combined presentations of our church choir, our youth choir, our children's choir, intermingled by the spoken word by our Interim Senior Pastor, Pastor Russell Lee Wars, who is no stranger to you. I pray that you will pray and that your heart will rejoice as the choir and Pastor Lee Wars blesses you today. Enjoy the services.
Amen. Emmanuel, God with us. Can the church say amen again? Emmanuel. Thank you, choirs, for that awesome treat and what is to come.
Amen. I felt like I was in heaven a moment ago. Then I realized after they stopped that I was still here. Uh, without the word of God, there would be no song. So I know you came here today to hear a word from the Lord. So I'd like you to turn your Bibles to Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, the ninth chapter. What book did I say? Isaiah, the ninth chapter, and I want to read just a few verses in your hearing. Verse 6, verse 6. It says, For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called, what do you have in your Bible? Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Verse 7 says, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Isaiah is speaking to us today. And my narration, the theme that goes throughout my portion, as I share with you in conjunction with our choirs today, I've entitled, No Jesus, No Joy. No Jesus, no joy. Father, we thank you so much for today. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for the powerful ministry in song. Holy Spirit, manifest yourself in a pronounced way today. It would all be in vain today, O oh God, if we enjoyed ourselves in the spirit and leave this place the same we came. May somebody, Father, yield to your Holy Ghost power today. Surrender and be changed. I ask it in the name that's above every name, the name Jesus. Amen. I don't want to be the Grinch of Christmas. But as someone who joined the Adventist church later as a young adult, I enjoyed Christmas. I loved it. I love waking up and smelling the evergreen tree. I love it. And we used to get gifts too. It wasn't nothing big, you know. But we... We had fun. 
all the mean people would be kind. You would get to wear a special attire. And my people who didn't go to church no time at all, you got to go to church during this time. Put on your, well, I was in the Baptist church, so put on your Sunday best. And we would go out and come home and have a wonderful meal. They would bring out the special china that you wouldn't see no other time of the year. And we would sit at the table. Normally, we could sit anywhere we like. Just get your plate wherever. But it was special. Then I became an Adventist, and, and suddenly I wasn't supposed to be happy during this time of the year. I learned about the Yuletide, paganism, and the tree, and how the tree started, and what it represented. But, but then I, I thought to myself, so now I'm supposed to be looking grim and mean during the season? I don't think that's what my Bible worker meant. So yes, we are aware of its origin. But also during this time, it's the best time to do evangelism. A time of evangelism where we can meet people who would never take anything from you about Jesus. Who are otherwise trying to fill their lives this time of the year with empty gifts. So we are now fully and festively engaged in the atmosphere of this season. And though I don't have a tree at home, and I would prefer we don't have one, you never know. Sometimes you can be overruled. Every year, God's people acknowledge a savior was born. The very son of God in the in this broken world, we who know him honor him every day of the year, not just during this time of the year. But we are mindful. The world reacts in a very different way. From Wall Street to Main Street, from the White House to the hood, there are Christmas trees, nativity scenes, lights, and all the other trappings of the season. In fact, no other time in the year affords us the opportunity to appreciate the words of Jesus, it is better to give than to receive. Cards are sent highlighting his birth. Gifts are given because he was the greatest gift ever given. Still, the majority have no real idea or truly desire to connect, associate, or declare without reservation with the word that became flesh. And yet we find people who are touched, affected, react at the mere mention of the name Jesus. Isaiah leaves us no mistake, no doubt as to the identity of this child. A child is born. 
he leaves us no doubt as to the identity of the baby born in Bethlehem all those years ago. Now the world is stuck back there, but we're here celebrating the Advent and expecting that he will return triumphantly. So I want to spend the time to meddle with you for a bit as we consider no Jesus, no joy. Three truths I would like to share with you today during this narration. Commercials, first of all, use personalities and symbols to market their product. You know this. If it has a swish on it, you want to buy it, because that's Nike. If it has juicy, I learned this recently, thank you. <laughs> if it has juicy on it, couture. <laughs> you like to have it. If it's a Gucci man, well, Gucci bag, it's a good thing too. Or coach, if you can, I don't know how you afford it. <laughs> but they are packaged. <laughs> So you could buy it, so you want it, you want to have it. It's branded. A green jersey says a whole lot right now. Am I right, Elder Sanford? A green jersey with yellow on it. <laughs> huh? Even if it's a fantasy kind of thing. A green jersey with yellow on it, it's a powerful thing. And if you're a Packers fan, you're in a whole lot of another realm right now. So we produce and we consume products because of a personality. Get LeBron on something, Kobe. And you want to wear it. Put Bryant on something. You want to have it. But the world's greatest personality is not always acknowledged. Even when the season is all about him. But Jesus, I want to say firstly, is the face of God's grace. You can wear a knockoff and you know it's a knockoff. I like Timberlands. But you know a fake Timberland when it says made in China. <laughs> the real thing is made in the great USA. And so, because you can't afford the real thing, Brother Turner, you get the knockoff. But it doesn't always work, you see. The people who see the Timberland, they know it's a knockoff. You can fool yourself all you like. It's still a knockoff. And those who like diamonds, you got the real stuff and you got the fake stuff. And you don't want to mess with the ladies with the fake stuff. You have joy and you have real joy. No Jesus, no joy. So he is the face of God's grace and Isaiah says, come all you who are thirsty, come to the waters and you will have no money.
Come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Isaiah says, that's Isaiah 50, 55 verse 1. Isaiah also says in chapter 9, the child is given unto us. The same idea is repeated in Matthew 1:21. He was sent to us. No Jesus, no joy. A miserable experience. Buy all the gifts you want. Drink all the booze you like. Party like a rock star. No Jesus, no joy. What we deserve is death, Romans 3 tells us. But the greatest gift ever given to us is the Son of God. For God so loved the world that he gave. Do you have him today? Not only is he the face of God's grace, but he's the face of God's glory. Amen. Isaiah calls this baby a child and a son. The word child speaks of his humanity. He knows about me. He feels what I've experienced. He's not an angel. An angel doesn't know what Russ goes through. And will never know. But Jesus who came knows your experience. Now you say, how could he know when he has never sinned? Well, you see, Jesus was affected by sin, but not infected by sin. He knows what temptation feels like, yet he has never sinned. Pure, holy Lamb of God. He's the son talking about his divinity. See, if he were just purely human, he couldn't save me. If he were purely God, it wouldn't work. It would be unfair. So this mysterious occurrence, we had to have Jesus burying himself in the womb of a virgin so that he would be the God-man. Causes a lot of controversy. Uh, some people just want the human Jesus. Some want the divine Jesus. But if you separate him, you don't have Jesus. No Jesus, no joy. You have to accept him as the divine human child. Some people believe the greatest miracle was the crucifixion. Others, the resurrection. Some point to his healings, the feeding of the multitudes with loaves and fishes, transfigurations, or other miracles that's being his greatest. I want to submit today, while all of, of these are important, great manifestations of his divine power, the greatest miracle, which I can't explain, by the way, is his incarnation. The day God became man and remained God is the greatest miracle of all. He's unique in several ways. His birth is unique. His life is unique. His death 
is unique. His resurrection is unique. There's never been anyone like him. And there will never be anyone like him.
Jesus. Oh, 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 what a wonderful child. 
demonstration of love that the world would ever know. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And this son came as a lamb. He would become a conquering king, but he came as a lamb who would be king of kings and lord of lords. But he came as a lamb and he came for you. People came from miles around All to worship and bow down Oh, what a privilege A privilege it was They called him Lamb of God Shepherds came seeking this lamb, and their lives will never be the same. The angelic host formed a choir and sang from the heavenliest. Wise men were wise enough to seek and bow down to this lamb. He came to seek and to save the lost. He came because he loves you. It's great to know that God so loved the world, but more important to know that God loves you. Now here it is, many years have passed. Oh, but I'm so glad that it remains your still. And he said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He's still saving, he's still redeeming, and he's still there for you today. Receive him, say yes to him, and he'll change your life. Time cannot change him, and ages do not time him. He is still the ah, Lamb
Amen, church. Amen. We have been looking at the first advent and under the theme which I felt would suit us, no Jesus, no joy. We looked at the fact that he is the face of God's grace. We looked at the fact that he is the face of God's glory. Went up on a mount one day and started to pray. <clears throat> and because he was talking to his father, Moses and Elijah came down to comfort and to encourage him. And his clothing became as white as snow. And the disciples were so overwhelmed with his majestic appearance. Go there with me in your mind. <coughs> Moses and Elijah have died centuries now. And they return. Not some ghost like appearance, but they were there. And the disciples saw this and experienced this. And they were so overwhelmed, they said, let us build tabernacles here. But it wasn't to be. Jesus said, hold on, as it were, a little longer. And so we wait with great expectation. We wait for glorious appearing. So not only is he the face of God's grace, the face of God's glory, he is the face of God's greatness. Isaiah tells us that this child will have a name. And he goes to list more than one name. I have several names here in the Bible. In fact, I don't have time to list all the names that are referred to Jesus. The Yeshua. One could not be sufficient to talk about the goodness of God. In fact, there are 256 such known associations. Jesus is like a fine diamond. Every which way you look at him, you examine him, uh, you see his character, and you see his glory more defined. The longer you stay with him, I assure you, the more years you spend in his presence, the more you find him more glorious, more lovable, more magnificent, more awesome, more than everything you could ever think, hope, or ask for. And he's coming again to receive us. Are you ready? <laughs> I want to consider some of these names before we enter into part two. Now, 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 obviously, December couldn't be the time, Sister Eva, that Jesus came back. Prophecy just don't, you know, account for that. We understand that. And to get into the details, you won't go home today, because I know you'll still have more questions. In fact. 
scholars and, and studies show us that it, it really was a more, more about springtime thereabout. And nevertheless, to be honest with you, it is important to know when he came. But I don't need the specific date, so to speak. I'm just glad he came. I don't want to argue with anybody. I don't want to debate anything with anybody. I'm just glad Jesus, Yeshua, came. So, so Isaiah said, he's wonderful. And that's why we're here today celebrating. We are celebrating December, whatnot. We're just excited about Jesus. And we're glad, as Seventh-day Adventist Christians, the world pauses for a moment to acknowledge that there is a Savior, which will come back to haunt them at some point in time, because Paul says, every knee shall bow, and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. Even if you don't want to kneel, you just got to kneel. That's what the Bible says. So Isaiah says he's wonderful, and the choir told us that. Uh, 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 that means supernatural, uh, secret, extraordinary. Points out truth that there's nothing common about Jesus. He is a miracle man, a miracle working man. He's so far beyond our level of comprehension that we can never truly figure him out. Through the ceaseless ages of eternity, we'll still be asking questions, talking to him, and we can never outgrow Jesus. Wonderful. But he's also known as a counselor. You know, in these times, Elder Hudson, we, we, we need a counselor. When you find yourself in the pits, when you're overwhelmed, Stacy, nice to see you. When you're overwhelmed with medical studies and school, Jezreel, you need to know you have a counselor. When you're overwhelmed with the, the challenges of life, when you're faced with your economic difficulties, with sickness and problems and disappointments, which you will have, and depression sometimes, that is real, you must know that you have a counselor. Not some book kind of wisdom that you buy in the ABC or Barnes and Nobles. You've got a counselor with divine wisdom that when he speaks things, they come into existence. Light and light comes. Come on. Our, our trees and they grow. Oceans be full of creatures, and it happens. If he says life, come out of nowhere, life enters. That's the kind of counselor we had, but he didn't stop there. He says, we have a mighty God. Word means hero. Have you got a hero? A hero. My Carey some time ago, I know Fundy, some time ago had a song, and she sings this song. So beautifully, enunciating, eloquently, powerfully, moved thousands of people. But she wasn't talking about Jesus. 
She described a human being as her hero. Everything went to this person, this imaginary person, a hero. A, a mighty God means hero, but, but not some kind of common hero. Many religions and people have heroes. Confucius is a hero. Marcus Garvey is a hero and worshipped by some people. Mahatma Gandhi even, great man, but some people find him a hero. You can find many heroes. Sports stars are heroes. But none of them can save me. In fact, I don't know if any of them would go up on a cross naked. All he had was a crown of thorns on his head. I don't know nobody else who would do that for me. But I have a hero, a mighty God who is strong, mighty, and invincible. He alone is worthy to be our hero, for he is undefeated. And defeated all our enemies. And he's coming back again. But he didn't stop there. He said, everlasting father. Yes, boy. A lot of us didn't have a father. Praise God if you did have a father that was loving, kind, cared for you, loved you, took care of you, was there when you were scared to hug you, to embrace you, even when you messed up. Not a lot of us have a father. But I brought good news today, this afternoon. I've got good news for you. We have, Isaiah says, an everlasting father. It means that, 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 that he's never going to leave you. Any promise he's made, he's going to keep it. His word is his bond. In fact, he said, you know what? I don't have anybody else that I can swear by. So I'm going to swear by myself. I'm going to be there. He's everlasting. The great I am. Your life is tied to his. And he to you. He's our father. Producer. Generator. Generator. Ah. Generator. See, like, like, like the moon. Beautiful as it is. Lovely as it is, romantic too, you know. Lovely as it is, when it comes out and it shimmers and you feel, ooh, goo goo and gaga for the moon. The moon gets its power source from somewhere else. The great sun, S-U-N. But we, God's people, get our power our source of energy from the S-O-N. With him, we can go through some things that people thought would have wrecked you, ruined you, turned you over, sent you through the door. But you're back because you've got the S-O-N. He will sustain your life. He's got power within him. He doesn't get it from anywhere else. He doesn't have to borrow it. Nevada energy has nothing on him. 
You won't have your fees raised. Nothing about him will cost you. He just needs a simple, simple surrender. He's loving us, supporting us, sustaining us, comforting us, and providing for us. Finally, he says, you want some peace? I got peace. You've been in pieces, but you can get the prince of peace. He rule his kingdom in peace. Government will come. Obama may come back, or he may not. The Bible says governments will come, and they will go. Kingdoms will rise, but they will fall. But we've got a prince of peace. How can he do this? Well, let me tell you quickly. He is the creator and provider of peace. The problems in the world can be fixed by any politician. We love Obama, but we know he can't fix it. And those of us who know him know all about peace. Everything about you. It's like, it's like being in the eye of a hurricane or a storm. Everything else around you is messed up. But in the middle, in the eye of the storm, there is calm because you have the prince of peace. We need some peace in America today. We need some peace during this season. Can you imagine completing a war in Iraq and people are upset? How can you be upset? about ceasing to destroy teenagers, young men, in the prime of their lives. We need some peace in our lives, in our country, in the world today. Not because we anticipate Jesus coming back means everything should just fall to pieces. Nothing will stop him from returning. He will come. But in the end, no Jesus, no joy. You can have your iPad, your iPod, your, your iPod 5 or iPhone 5. You could get all the little accoutrements you like, all the little good things, all the little things that make you feel great just for a moment. You could get, have a great time with your boyfriend or your girlfriend. But in the end, no Jesus, no joy. The choir is up here today talking about this reality. No Jesus, no joy. So as we transition to this final segment today, may your minds and your hearts move heavenward a little higher. And I will return to ask for somebody to say yes to Jesus.